So I am starting with the manager in the mirror because we're talking about work-life harmony. Today, I really just want to lay the groundwork of what work-life harmony means, what is work and life harmony. I want to talk about why the manager plays such an important role in that. And I am super pumped because we're also going to mix motivation and music with Herman Curry my awesome music producer. I've adopted you as my my music producer. <laughs> he has a lot of other things. <laughs> There's ownership involved. There's ownership involved in that. I think we'd have to have a contract for that, but you're my music. <laughs> and I say that because, Herman, you were so gracious to help me with an audio book, chapter one of Break Camp. And we're going to talk a little bit about that too. And now we're working on the rest of the chapters, but also to create the music for this project. And I want to introduce Herman Curry. Well, greetings to everyone, and uh, I'm, I'm so glad I got an opportunity to join Kim in doing this because I think I've reached a, a point in my life and my career, uh, as it would be, uh, I'm always starting a new career, but uh, mm -hmm. music has always been the, the interwoven into everything that I've done, and it's helped me actually be able to do everything from not just cope and not just survive, mm. but to thrive. Because mm. it was always something that I could, if I started out in the morning, if I did it in the evening, no matter whatever, it would put a smile on my face, it would give me energy, it would motivate me. And it's even listening to music does that. It's It provided harmony with life wow. in general. You know, this concept of work and life harmony and titling the podcast that itself is just so near and dear to me. I have been on a mission for many, many years and I've called it so many different things. I used to say, hashtag, we can have it all. And people would be like, boo, hiss, hiss. You can't have it all. You know, <laughs> I would say we can do work-life balance. And people are like, no, we can't really balance it. It's not all the same. And so I've been like the turtle. I would stick my head out and put it back in and stick my head out and put it back in a few times. And I'm solid, rock solid on the title of this podcast being work and life harmony. Um, yeah. And it's such an important mission because I'm asking people to join me to win the battle over burnout. And that's what it's really about. So I'm so excited to launch work and life harmony podcast on the anniversary of the launch of the Kim Betty show in Detroit. I launched that to help people in Detroit and really nationally right after the recession. See, I'm not about just sharing the problem. I'm going to present a problem today, right? you know, that managers face and managers are dealing with and people face. And I'll do that each week on the podcast. I'm not only about though amplifying the problem. I always want to amplify solutions. And I found it, one of the reasons why I really wanted to have you on here was I found some research that said chords music, and I really want to understand that better, but chords, music can alter perception. And I look at that as giving light to innovation, change how we see others. And I'm really big on diversity, inclusion, and diversity, intelligence, and how we see one another, and then also motivate learning. Yeah, And that's exactly what I want to do with this podcast. So how does music do that from your opinion? Well, if you, if you break it down to the, to the, to the basics, it's frequencies. And chords become almost like a building block from mm. scales and frequencies and melodies, from my yeah. perspective. 
Yeah, uh, that's what the research chords, was talking about. Yeah. Yeah, chords can chords can alter your feeling. There's uh, the the modes, which are uh, another element of frequencies and chords. Uh, modes have a different uh, uh, effect on and everyone. And there's there's plenty of stuff out there where people were playing. I think that I watched the Leonard Bernstein, uh, mm. an old presentation he made where he was actually at with the orchestra and he was playing the modes, telling people, you see how this mode has a, uh, it, mm. it, it leaves it open. Other modes provide closure and those mm. are the chords. I think that means we have to be conscious of what we're listening to when we're listening to it. You know, I have a lot of clients who, when they're stressed out on their list of things to go to is to put, you know, my playlist on and listen to a certain set of songs. We listen to a different set of songs when we're working out. So Herman has worked on a project with me called Break Camp. It's an audio book. Um, and I wonder if I can find this text. We sent out the email about you being on the show with me today. We also shared the link to the first chapter of Break Camp. And you know that I'm working on the other seven, but I just want to read what he said. He said, the video clip was super. Love the music, your rapid fire delivery, the content, of course, and my angelic voice. But the point was, he was like, I love the music. You know what I mean? And he yeah, got right. that part of the book, which I always like to have people think I like to give people time to stop and think. And that's what this podcast is going to be too, like a retreat mm -hmm. to like stop and think. And while you're stopping and thinking, you know, on a podcast, on a radio show, on TV, you can't have dead air. That's really what it is. You can't have dead air. So I can't say stop and think about it for a minute. Like when I'm coaching my clients, I'm like, you don't have to come to the session with all of the answers. Let's think while you're here. It's right. white space, but we can't have dead air. So Herman fills in my dead air with wonderful music. And that's what we want to do. So Herman, tell us just a little bit about you first. Basically, I'm a self-taught self musician. The only thing I don't play is saxophone and trumpet. Everything else in there, the drums, the guitar stuff, oh. the keyboard. Uh, I've taken a few lessons here and there, but uh, mainly just the curiosity of learning how to read. Uh, I learned how to play before I learned how to read, and then I learned how to wow. read. From my perspective, that every instrument creates melody and rhythm within a song, on its own. Mm. I even put mistakes in intentionally, mm. because mistakes are the key to improvisation. And uh, I've always written as a songwriter with lyrics, because that was my background, English, and, and I, you know, I, I wrote poetry woodwind players, saxophone players, brass players, hmm. they, the epitome for them is to emulate the human voice. Today, I do want to introduce this topic that I'll probably stay on, on and off throughout the podcast. And that is I'm starting with the manager in the mirror. I had to start there because most of my clients are either CEOs and small businesses who have to manage their own teams or they're middle managers who have to support their CEO, their leader, as well as their team, or they're what I would call leaders of leaders who have to manage up. They're managing their leader, their CEO, or they're managing to the side. And all of that is very delicate. And the reason why I want to start there is because managers, people who manage others, are at high risk for burnout. So we're starting with the manager in the mirror and I'm gonna give you an opportunity to look at 
the reality of yourself, look at the reality of the situation in your company. Also, though, look at the reality of when you impact people, how it goes out into the world. You know, people say people don't quit jobs, they quit managers. And there's so many books out about managers and bully bosses and the tension and the stress that gets created. But before we peel back that onion, I want to say, I feel you, my brothers and my sisters. And Herman's going to play a song for us that, that sets the stage, just a little bit of it, which from his EP, From Everywhere Music Goes. Man. This song was originally written for a, a, a movie project. And uh, it was, in short, it was it's the, the origins of Motown and punk rock back in the 60s in Detroit. And there was a, a, a love relationship going on. And I wrote a song, the, 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 the film was titled Black and White, so I, I wrote a song called Black and White Blues. I want you to feel this. This is what managers are up against. Heavy workloads and deadline pressures. Dealing with the pandemic and all their team members being scared and worried and off work, on work, getting tested, getting, um, getting the vaccine or not. You are dealing with people complaining to you, you know, all day. You may be dealing with your CEO writing you for numbers that, you know, you have to meet. Definitely dealing with customers and customer issues coming your way. More than likely, you are not prepared or trained to communicate with people and give them feedback. So you get feedback and then that blows up in your face. You have to deal with your own issues. You might be married, you might have kids, you got a social life. You may um, have a family member that's sick. So you're dealing with your own stuff. And then at the same time, you're dealing with your team. And then you're also dealing with your CEO. And you may have a great CEO or you may have a stress-inducing CEO. And you're dealing with that. Let me just share some other stats from the Harvard, Harvard Business Review. And this is the magnifying mirror now, managers, I want to put to your face. We, we, we empathize and have compassion for you. And now I want you to now take a look in the mirror. You know that one that we don't even like to walk by in the store when we look up and you see that mirror that shows all the pores in your face. I'm gonna also share that mirror with you. Harvard Business Review in just the fall of 2020 says that 89% of people say that work life is getting worse. 85% say their well-being has declined. 56% say that job demands have increased. 62% say that they are struggling to manage their workloads. 57% say that the pandemic has had a large effect or completely dominated their work. 55% say that they feel they have not been able to balance their home and work life. Here we have the manager who is going through insurmountable stress on a day-to-day -day basis. And now we have our team that even though work has always been cited as one of the number one stressors. 
Now it's getting worse and worse and worse. And my heart goes out because, you know, I'm going to tell you a little secret here, Herman. I meet with CEOs every day. The CEOs and the owners of the businesses are also burned out. I'm going to be giving you some solutions. So take us out of the blues and share with us uh, something that will get us ready to change. Next election is, is, is more than enough. And it, it's based in the, in the fact that there's, we have what we need. Uh, we just need to be able to use it. Dig it. I love that. that Herman. And I do have an assessment that you can take. And I'm going to share a little bit of the assessment questions so that you can begin to think, am I burned out? You know, take a look in that mirror as a manager or as a someone who has a manager or leaders of leaders, are you burned out? And here are a couple of the questions. There are days when I feel tired before I even arrive at work. So you want to ask yourself that. And part of the assessment measures your exhaustion and the other part measures your uh, engagement. So there are days I feel tired before I arrive to work and you can rate yourself on strongly agree to strongly disagree. Mm -hmm. Here's one. It happens more and more often that I talk about my work in a negative way. So that's a question more of engagement. Like, are you a complainer? If you find yourself or your team members complaining, I can tolerate the pressure of my work very well. Are you able to handle that pressure that mounts up? I find my work to be a positive challenge. So those would be positive things that would indicate that you have a lower level of burnout. Here's another, during my work, I often feel emotionally drained. Burnout is particularly a challenge for people who are empaths and people who help other people. That's why I say you're at high risk as a manager because you're helping people. Here's a deep one. Sometimes I feel sickened by my work tasks. Mm. And the last one I'll leave you with is after work, I usually feel worn out and weary. And those are just a few. There's 16. And you can go on my website, kimbetty.com. Go subscribe and I'll send you the link to the assessment. Just taking it in itself puts the mirror up to you to really feel like, am I exhausted or 
am I engaged or disengaged? And disengaged just means like, I'm out of tune, like you're eating food and you have no taste buds, you know, like that's how people with the COVID feel, right? You have no sense of taste and smell anymore. People who are normally high performers will begin to not do as good of a job or they won't be able to problem solve. And I mean, there's some people who maybe that were that way anyway, but if you start to notice your A players really becoming C players, that can be an indicator of burnout. Another aspect of it is, is the friction when you hear people gossiping or there's friction going on, or when people start saying things like, I can't take it anymore. And, and the, the reason why I wanted to start with the manager is we can't just let that sit there, managers. We've gone from the blues to really looking at there is hope and we're going to go to solution. We're going to let him take us out in a moment. I thought that the Harvard Business Review really gave us four key things as we begin to wind this down. I got this off my Instagram. I follow Harvard Business Review. I love the Harvard Business Review. And there were four things that they mentioned um, in their burning out. Give yourself permission to dial it back. Here's what the Harvard Business Review had to say. Notice the story that you're telling yourself about work. <laughs> and I think that that's very powerful because I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to confess something. I was in a situation where I was so burned out. A lot of people do know. I wish that I could say my buzz cut was because I just wanted to have a buzz cut, but I was so stressed out at work that I literally lost hair and I'm growing it back and I'm going to have my big Afro back again. So I've been there and I have the t-shirt. As I stepped away from it though, when I left that job, I realized that it was probably 50% as bad as I thought. And I'm going to say some things really painful to some of us that are living in what we're considering hell at work. When I stepped away, it wasn't as bad as I thought it was. Most of my leaders that allow me to coach them also allow me to coach their team members too. Another one is make a plan and share it with someone you respect. I love that I get to coach people and help them create a plan so that they can rejuvenize themselves, get their fire back. It's also important for managers though, to look at number one, their own assessment of burnout, put their oxygen mask on, you might be causing it. Look around and really see what's going on in the workplace. And if it is that bad, then you need to go have a talk with the next layer of leadership and say, we can't keep going on this way. And then here's the most important thing, my gosh, when you're talking to your team, you don't just say to them, like, after you dumped a whole lot of work on them, have a nice weekend. You say, I know this has been a challenging week. Empathize. Like, I realize everything that I've been put on you. Please take some time for yourself. If I email you, don't you even begin to email me back. And then they also say, sometimes we see people and we just go, how are you? No, how are you? Because I know things have been hard around here. And a lot of times we don't want to say that because we don't want to, you know, mention the elephant in the room, you know, and that's not right. And so you've got to make a plan share it and with someone that you respect so that they can give you that feedback and talk to one another. Talk about your plans with each other in the workplace. Number three, go all in on what matters most to you, what brings you joy. And that's when I heard you say, Herman, you never stop doing your music, even when you were in your corporate world. So what does bring you joy? Go in, all in on that at work. Like what do you really, really love to do? Do more of that. And then also outside of work. And last but not least, I love this. And it says, take the long view, take the strategic view and look at, look at your work, look at your life, look at your 
hobbies, look at the people you love, look at your spirituality, look at how you're taking care of yourself, look at all of it and think about how all of that brings you energy. And, you know, we're going to be spending more and more time. This was just simply setting the stage. I'm starting with you and I've got you on my mind that I also have team members that work with you on my mind and heart as well. And, and Herman, you're going to take us out with some music. I had an idea about this one song here about, is it me? So this is more pensive reflection. big thank you to Herman for hanging out with us and mixing motivation and music. You can listen to the EP and stay in touch with Herman by going to Everywhere Music Goes. You can follow him on Facebook. He's on iTunes and Spotify. And then you can stay connected with me at Coach Kim Betty on social media website kimbetty.com please join the mailing list so you can be the first to know when there's a new podcast out and also on my website it tells you where you can listen to the podcast thank you facebook live for joining in with us I'm so excited to go on this journey with you all for us to all have work and life harmony and win the battle over burnout. I love that, Herman. <laughs>